T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays, 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Dan Bernstein. You still got a legitimate backup in McCowan. McCowan! It's not McCowan! (laughs) McCowan. No! Lawrence Holmes. So the goal wasn't to get better this offseason? Then don't complain at the end of the season like your ass did last year. When the front office actually did try to make your team better. I haven't been this optimistic, big picture optimistic about the Bears in I can't tell you how long. I, 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 don't, I really don't know how long. Luck be a lady tonight. Right? Lovey's out here helping you out. Everything's coming up Millhouse. You, you do what you needed to do. Your, your plan ends up working. You get the number one pick in the draft. You have other GMs out here talking about we desperately need a quarterback and we'll do whatever it takes to get one. It's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. You end up making a hire that looks like a really smart hire. I thought you were going to end it with, oh, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Well, yeah, we could also do that. But, I mean, that can be Kevin Warren or Ryan Poles or Justin Fields. Bunch of new sheriffs in town. Throw the shot glass through the mirror behind the And the, the sheriff's a- <laughs> No, con- <laughs> con- <laughs> What did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know, morons. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, powerhouse pairing, 10 to 2 every day. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Let's get it. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are going to talk to Star Tribune columnist Jim Suhan in Minneapolis, Joe Strowski at 1125. Jim Suhan's at 11, by the way. Uh, Jared Payton at noon. We'll do a little high noon in there before that. Kevin Fishbane at 1. And then Patrick Wisdom will check in. It's Cubs Convention Kickoff Day. I, I often pitch. use that GIF to explain this show because that's pretty much it. Well, and, and me, me being despondent until you're like, you have to remember <laughs> but, <laughs> who we're dealing with. With the Clevon Little laugh in that, that that's real. And it, like, obviously, there was a, some improv going on. There's something unexpected there that they kept in, and they kept that take because that is you. That it sounded like right before Mel Brooks is going to say cut. Is they they picked that one up? So great, yeah. so great. I love that movie, and I love those two guys together. Like, the way that they interacted 
is really, really awesome. Also, you know, my Cleveland Little kind of looks like my grandfather. So, like, every time I see him, be like, oh, he's handsome just like my grandfather and was. It, and it wasn't supposed to be Gene Wilder in that role. Who was it supposed to be? I think the guy's name was Gig Young, and it was an actual former Western star who, ironically, was too drunk in real life. Get out of here. Yeah, that they, he, was, he was so drunk that he couldn't act. And in it's they that's amazing. He actually had it like they started filming with him in the role and they had to fire him. And they they just kind of reached out to because he, he had worked with Wilder, obviously, and the producers and people thought, like, this guy can't do this. He, he, he can't play an old Western gunslinger. And Melbourne's like, trust me, he can. He, he, it'll, it'll be it'll work. But it was an emergency replacement. Wow, yeah. that is a good piece of history on one of my favorite movies. Oh, the, the, that section of, of the Mel Brooks memoir, All About Me, is really interesting. I mean, it's I about haven't how read that movie it. I'll, got put, I'll put that on the list. Yeah, it's not incredibly well written. I, and, and he, I want the story. And, and, and Brooks kind of yada, yada, yada is like the first marriage. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, I, got, I was married for a while. I had a bunch of kids. But anyway. So but now back to right, this. Exactly, because he knows what you're there for. So there's like all the, and then it's like, by then I married Anne Bancroft. So it was the, the, the first marriage thing didn't, didn't but the, the stuff with Sid Caesar and the, and the writing team from your show of shows and, and all of that is, is just your jaw will drop at, at, at some of those stories. All right, Incredible. I'm totally down. Incredible. Like, that's yeah. outstanding. Yeah. I'm here for all of it. I love some of the the reporting, the the tenor of the Kevin Warren reporting now. When everyone's reaching out, and I think Mully said it, it is anything negative that you're hearing is grumbling about what an ambitious presence Kevin Warren is, and anything like yeah, well, you know, he's he's kind of a climber, and he there's he he expects big things and he wants big things. Like yeah, you know. It's it's reminiscent of the stuff you used to hear about a young Barack Obama. Oh, same kind of things. Like you know, he's he's working at this law firm. He's, he may not be the the most motivated lawyer now because he really just kind of wants to be president of the United States. And it was there was a lot of backbiting and a lot of jealousy. I don't know who this guy thinks he is coming in here like this, like he owns the place. It's it's really kind of interesting because of. I mean, th- this conversation could go in a lot of different directions. And if you and I were having a glass of wine, I, f- I feel like it might go into some very interesting directions. But my whole thing is he, it, he obviously has goals that he wants individually. And I'm all for his ambition as long as he handles the job at hand. And to me, the job at hand is getting the stadium built, and having it be the best state, like it should, there shouldn't be a question after the Bears build their stadium, considering the amount of time that it, that it will be since SoFi had been built, since Mercedes Benz had been built, since Jerry World had been built, since Meadowlands had been built, that this should be the best stadium in the NFL until they build another Colossus somewhere else. That's the goal. The other goal is make the Bears as efficient and well run as they can possibly be as long as he can do that if he's capable of doing that 
and multitasking and doing whatever he needs to do to get to the place where he wants to go, which sounds like it's commissioner of the NFL, so be it. God bless. I. It's weird because you kind of want someone like that, and if his tenure's four years or five years, but you get all the stuff that you need, what does it matter that he might be looking towards the next thing as long as he does the job at hand, it should be all right. If he sets this organization on the proper course, where it's been this this ship adrift right. for so long, just just buffeted by by the winds. If he if he gets this thing going to a point and says this this is where we're going to be, maybe he gets there. Maybe it gets there when when he moves on to the next thing. There's no guarantees. No guarantees guarantees at all but in order for him to fulfill everything whatever his goals may be if, if he wants to be commissioner or if he wants to be a senator whatever he wants to do senator leading leading the bears to prosperity is on the list of what's going to get him there for sure and and doing this job and doing it well it, it's it's kind of a weird thing it, it's look i i know that personally there are things where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I want this or this or this for my career, but I'm also happy with this, this, and this. I, I don't know if I'd want someone for that job that doesn't have ambition, that's just going to be satisfied with, well, now I've made it. But that's what it has been. It's been a Peter Principal job. Too many Bears jobs have been, oh, my God, I'm... I'm the GM of the Bears, or I, I was this. And I, I was an accountant for Ernst and Young, and well, I'm president of the Bears. Look at that, you know that kind of thing. It's it's the this ends that. This is something different. It oh, too many people had had gotten these jobs. When oh, Dave McGinnis walks away, and Dick Trent's like, oh, I I guess I'm coach of the Bears. It, it happens all the time, <laughs> all the time. People accident the way, and, and and that's and let's let's take a quick break. And that's what's key about other places in the organization. And there were some really good quotes from some NFL executives that didn't want to be named. Dan Weederer did a good job getting some of these people. He to, really did to, to say some of this stuff, but because there are people who are who are pushing back against what we were saying yesterday about that building and about the kinds of interviews that are about to take place, about who has been doing what and what it means. Fam, things are about to change up there. We'll talk about it next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. What would you say you do here? The Bobs are coming. They, that, they'll be set up at their table with the open files in front of them. Not going not gonna to work here anymore. There's going to be plenty of that. It would seem that that is going to be the case as described. <laughs> what, what did Weeder say? <laughs> Someone said that people okay. better run for the woods. <laughs> I, well, I <laughs> <laughs> I've got it right here. This, this is my favorite paragraph where his source said, let's be honest. The Bears have been a rudderless ship for a long time. This here is about culture change. First order of business will be Kevin figuring out how to clean up the place. You have to get rid of a lot of dead wood. And that doesn't happen in five minutes. But you make it happen. And then you have to establish a concrete vision and a development of culture where there has been none for a long, long time. Ouch. Yeah. But this is what we were talking about, how there, I guess the best way to say it is legacy hires. Like there have been people who have, who have done, I don't want to act like they've done nothing. Like they've clearly done something to catch the eye of upper management or ownership. And then weren't necessarily held to the highest standard because of what they had done in the past. And it's kind of like, oh, this person works here because they've always worked here. It isn't just that. That for years, if you were part of the group that went to morning mass with Virginia, you were part of the family. Yep. If if that And that was a big, big deal. If you – and ask anybody who's worked for the Bears about what it meant for you internally and politically – to be a part of the group that went to morning mass. And Lovey used to go to mass with Virginia. I'm telling you. For, for a really long time. Uh-huh. Because you shot. If I worked there, I probably would too. I, that would be a little weird, right? <laughs> I'm saying. I just, I probably would have. The body of Christ. Uh, no, thank you. Right. I, 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 I ate before. <laughs> I mean, I, and I don't know historically, with the, as the Bears go, if like, Phil Handler and Cliff Stein and others had had, had sort of gone along with You're that. Like, okay, <laughs> but I'm I'm just telling you what from what I knew about the about that team that I would have gone. I don't know that I would have gotten in line, but I would have been there and I would have said peace be with you and and, and also with you. And well, I mean and, that's a nice universal yeah, greeting. Absolutely, that's, that's a, not going to hurt anybody. No, You're just playing both sides. You know, just keep your. You ass never coming. know. Really, that is the ultimate CYA. This is also from the Weederer piece. Another prominent league source with knowledge of the inner workings of Hallis Hall said Thursday that he thinks Warren's impact on the Bears will be profound over the next three years, most notably with the stadium project, but not limited to just that. Quote, Kevin is an animal with everything he does and everything he's ever done. The Bears have never had anyone like him in that building. There are going to be people there who absolutely love this. 
And the people who have been in duck and cover mode for all these years, they are going to head for the woods. How about that? I mean, the woods are like right across the tracks. Oh, yeah. From Hallisall. Oh, full of deer and wild animals. You got all sorts go, of stuff over there. Yep. They could, but, they, they could be like Lord of the Flies and start their own little little sort of exiled bears community. Yeah. Well, then he's going to come in there with drones <laughs> and get them out of there, too. Yep. But th- this is what a changing of the guard looks like. I. I imagine, and I don't know what it was like for you on social. For me on social, I I kept getting Bears fans being like, yes, this is, yes, why haven't the Bears been run like a big boy organization? And this move along with, you know, honestly, like I think the, the Bears as an organization have had a great 12 months. You, you walk in and you say, this thing with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy is not working. Fine. We're going to we're going to move on from that. We're going to go we're going to do some different stuff with our hiring. They they go and hire polls, very different move than they would ordinarily make. I'm still not 100% sold on whether or not he can do the job, but I appreciate that he was given the opportunity to and that he brings Ian Cunningham in, he brings in Matt Eberflus and it's just different. The approach with Justin Fields this year was different. And you got to see what it's possible that he can do because you had different people with different ideas trying to work the problem. And and I don't want this to necessarily be a bash session on Matt Nagy, but he never seemed to want to work the problem. He just wanted to prove to you that he was really, really smart and his system works even though there was no evidence of it working while he was the head coach of the Bears. So you, you do that, and then when they execute their plan, there's some luck involved in their plan being executed, but it was strategic how guys would end up on IR, that you're successfully doing this tank thing without it kind of looking like you're doing a tank thing. You're not giving the coach what he needs to to necessarily win that week. You're making trades. One of them I have a big problem with, but fine. I I get what they're trying to do. And then when the rumors come out that Kevin Warren is on the list, almost any of us that work inside of this industry, and I'm sure there were other people like, well, I know the name, but maybe I don't know who he is outside of the industry. We are like, yeah, this is, this makes a lot of sense. This isn't the type of hire that the Bears ordinarily make. And then like that 12-month process where we go from the depths of the Bears being the Bears, the last month of that season, to now them making an honest move towards progress is is really encouraging. In so many ways, too. In, in all the symbolic ways that we've discussed that really are meaningful. Look, let's put a name on it. We can say the Bears. The truth is, even though we make fun of them a lot. It's George. It's George. It's George. It, it, this, this is, this is, the credit is due specifically and primarily to George McCaskey. And, and I will say that while it's very easy for us to make fun of, of wealthy sports owners for being disconnected, out-of-touch plutocrats. 
he didn't carry himself that way. We would make fun of him for the silly stuff. Yeah. Dri- driving to the airport to pick people up and some of those things. And you can go a little far with, you know, I'm going to give you the ice cream sandwiches and the, the, the being on his scooter in the South Lot and all that stuff. But the fact is... You'd rather have that. You'd rather have him being sort of aggressively kind of normal. Trying to connect. Right. Ra- rather than simply saying, I will be here in my private plane and in my private suite and going about a completely different level of interaction. And he kind of doesn't roll like that. Like, Not at all. I, I mean, like, ask in, people who know him or his neighbors. In re- in right. re- I, yeah. I have. Like, yeah. in real life, like, you're just as likely to see George McCaskey refereeing a soccer match in DeKalb. Or standing uh, next to me at, at the discount meet at Mariano. Yeah. Like you're, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and I know when I was covering the Bears every day, George was still in charge of the ticket office. Mm-hmm. When the Bears are on the road, I'd see George on the road. I, I've seen him multiple times on the road in the stands talking with fans about their experience, about what they like, what they don't like. So I do think that you're right, that he deserves, as much as we make fun of him, and he is deserving of that that too, we also should give him credit for listening. It's, it's one thing to kind of do the glad-handing stuff. It's another thing to then take it and say, all right, is there something of value here that I can learn? And, and what... Whether it was Lamar Campbell, Tanisha Wade, or Sam Acho that got in his ear, you know, during 2020. We're not here if not for that. We are 100%. We, I, we are not here if not for some of the cultural awakening that occurred across the NFL in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. And, and it's George then being willing to. To listen and not go ah, 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 and not just say that it's lip service, not like or just or take pictures with right. all, look, we've hired diversity, equity, and inclusion people, and, and they're standing around me, and these are these names, and we move them up the masthead. I don't know how other people feel about this when it comes to trying to get things right from a racial or social standpoint, but I, I've always felt just try. Like just try. And I think that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing a man, like, you know how hard it is for us to change? George was 65, 66 years old. For for a guy that old, that's got old money, that is the grandson of the founder of the league, to be willing to go, I maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I don't understand things as well as I thought I understood them. To take the input from other people. And then apply it. That's that's like it's such a big deal. It can't be overstated that when you find people like that who are willing to say, I, I don't I don't understand why you feel this way. I don't understand where my blind spots are when it comes to some of this stuff. And but I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to learn where my blind spots might be. And and then act on that. Well, it's also and and while it does sound a bit altruistic, it's also good business. Yes, it's really good business. And this was sent to me by by someone who works with uh, corporations in this regard. And this was a, this is a series of texts. 
One of the things about, quote-unquote, diversity is that it's measurably valuable. Said so just crass dollars and cents value. Said so just last year, European researchers published a study of private equity in the British Journal of Management. They found that every point above standard deviation affirms women and minority rosters registered correlated with nearly 5% increase to the value of a deal. There are countless other examples, but the bottom line is this. Women and minorities are worth more to companies than replacement-level white dudes. And this is intuitive to many of us, and it may be only transitory if we can all open our doors. Diversity will cease to be a market inequity, which is what, we, what you want. That ideally, it, it, that people who are, who are gaining advantages through diversity now will lose those advantages once it becomes the way it's supposed to be. And he says this is one of the many reasons for the emergence of fascism, the people who can't bear to see their beloved market turn against them. But he said the, it brings us to the McCaskies. The shorthand, and with team owners universally, is that they're cheap. And the critique is they've been bad stewards. And even low-level workers know bad business practices when they see them. This means the bears are growing up. A couple text messages that come in. This text says, guys, will George really change or will it look like he changed like Rocky Wirtz? Look, I don't know Rocky very well. I know George, I'm done with that team until he's gone. George is a better man than Rocky. That's a low bar. I, I'm just saying that I think that when we're talking – what. What you need to hear when we're talking about George is a good man. He's a, I'm telling you, he's a good man. He's weird and so, sometimes a little bit out of touch, but in his heart and, and with some of the things that he does, I find I've always found him to be a good man. I cannot say the same uh, about Rocky Words. Another texter said, would love to know what Lawrence thinks about the Bears having a black president. I'm all of this stuff to me has been really significant. The black quarterback thing, black GM, black president. It's significant to me for the charter franchise of the NFL to because one of the things that they were missing was like they're kind of the the franchise that never drafted. You know, like a, a a black quarterback early on in the draft, first round pick. That's significant to me. And seeing seeing the way that Justin Fields seems to connect with different communities. Like I was saying, him being in East Garfield Park, the quarterback of the Bears was was in East Garfield Park a couple weeks ago at breakthrough. Him walking through the door. And being able to like see him as like a real human being, do you know what that does for for those kids who live in that neighborhood? Like it's it's amazing. Um, and look, I plan on high of of holding Ryan Poles to a higher standard, but to see him do the lift as you climb thing to me with Ian Cunningham, I think is significant. I'm a little disappointed in what happened with Lamar Campbell. Because it kind of felt crab in a barrel-y to me. And now to see Kevin Warren come in, and I think a lot of texters have been on it, when women or minorities get positions like this, they are often criticized for being really tough. In the, in the case of women, bitchy. 
in the case of minorities, oh, well, he's a climber. Stuff like that that we don't put on white men who have same level of ambition it's it's because they're inherently worthy right and it, and it's seen as by that trope it's it's a real positive if you're demanding and 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 you're the one that wants to get to the bottom of things and you're the one that's coming here to clean up because there are still people who have never been in a position where they've had a black supervisor or a female supervisor it's still a little bit jarring. So when I hear some of the criticisms on Kevin Warren, a lot of them are very easily dismissed to me as people not being used to what they're seeing. But yes, overall, seeing this makes me very proud. And I hope that that means that the Bears are moving in the direction of of doing exactly what Dan was talking about. Understanding how much strength there is when you go outside your bubble. When you go, oh, I would have I would have never thought that this person would have been able to add value to us as a franchise. And then you look up and that person is doing tremendous things for you. That's what I see here. And and I maybe I'm wrong. It's possible that I'm seeing something that I want to see. But my personal interactions with George, the stories that I've been told the people who I know who have talked to George about a lot of different things, this is a good man who's trying desperately to change. And I think that that needs to be applauded. That's Lawrence Holmes. I'm Dan Bernstein. Let's talk about another owner in town who was on these airwaves this morning saying some ambitious things of his own about what he thinks his team can do this year. So we'll talk about Tom Ricketts and the Cubs on the opening day for the Cubs convention next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. You know, I love convention weekend. Uh, it, it's just a lot of fun for everybody. Uh, you know, a lot of people bring their families in from out of town. They stay at the hotel. Uh, they get autographs. They get to see players on panels. Um, you know, we'll be talking to the, the, the assembled group in the morning. And then I'll be wandering around throughout the weekend. And it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. And we have a great turnout. Almost all of our players will be there. A lot of uh, our past players, all of our Hall of Famers, and uh, a lot of our prospects are coming in, too. So it'll be a, it'll be a great weekend. Cubs convention is back, and it starts in a few hours. We're going to talk with Patrick Wisdom for 125. Mm-hmm. The handsome Patrick Wisdom will be on the show. It's a real handsome infield they got going on the over whole, there. That whole team, I'm just saying, like they've they've got a. There's a lot of beefcake on this Cubs team. There's going to be a lot of lot of lot of squealing and swooning at the Cubs convention, <laughs> and a lot of running. Uh, shout out to our guy Evan Altman. I saw him on Twitter, and he was talking about the the idea of like the family reunion and and being back with Cubs fans. And my guy Mike Piff. He just he threw a video out for I think from 2019 of the doors opening up at the Cubs convention and people just beelining to any of the autograph sessions. So all of that stuff is going to be back in focus this weekend. And, and allow me to say this too before we get into some more of what Tom Ricketts said. Autographs are for children. Autographs are for children. If you are an adult autograph seeker, you are a loathsome vermin. 
didn't get, think this is where this was going. Just get out of the way and let the kids get autographs. There is nothing more disgusting than the adult autograph seeker. It's weird. It's gross. It's creepy. Get out of the way and let a kid get the autograph. Autographs are for children. Dan, can I get your autograph after the show, please? Only if it's a body part. Not on a piece of paper. Only, only if you're getting tattooed to your panazio. Don't do that. It probably hurts. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure it does. I forgot about how... I mean, I, I share your sentiments, Dan. It's it's it's, it's creepy. And, and you know, the thing is... the re- Look, the reason why the two of us might have a stronger stance on this is because we've seen all the awful. We've been at football stadiums and bas- and basketball places and, and, and baseball arenas and said, oh, oh, look at this guy who's using this child to go get an autograph from a player. Or look at this woman who continues to stay in line and aren't even doing it for the experience of getting the autograph of the person they're doing it to make a profit. So we've seen very ugly examples of autograph seeking. You see it on the road, and you just guys just have everything. Oh, I got this uh, picture of you at the Pro Bowl. I, I remember when every day I used to pull up at the Birdo Center to do my job, and there were the same disgusting rats that were out with their full books of cards Rats! waiting to try to ambush Bill Wennington so he could sign 15 different cards so this guy could try to sell them somewhere. It's disgusting. Go home. Rats! Go home and let the kids get the autographs. You're vile there. Get into the lesson. Now get to the Tom Ricketts. Yeah. The Tom Ricketts was uh, very interesting and very forthcoming. Particularly, I thought, I want to start with his approach to what this offseason was. I I mean, I see it from a fan perspective. I mean, you want to know going into the season that your team is all in and they're competing for the competing for the division. And that's and um, and that's the message we wanted to make sure people got this offseason. You know, we did have a lot of uh, financial resources that that, you know, Jed thought probably would be better spent this year than last year. Um, so, so, you know, he did, he did reserve a little bit to make sure that we could put a little extra into this season. And, um, I think that was the right thing to do, but, um, but now, you know, we're in a good position. We, you know, we'll be, uh, we haven't finished, we haven't finished our, uh, our off season yet, but, you know, we'll, um, we'll be back among the top spenders and near CBT levels and, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, putting a lot of, a lot of the cash that we have on the field, but without doing it in a way that we think will hurt us in the long run. So intelligence spending is something that Jed's been able to talk to Tom Ricketts about. And it sounds as if they are, are looking at that model and looking what they have on the way up from the minor leagues and looking at some of the young talent that's already on the field. Emphasis on defense. They feel like they can win some games in the margins because they're going to be better defensively with Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner playing second base and Jan Gomes being the everyday catcher of this team. Uh, I was interested in the money aspect of this. And and Tom Ricketts talked, because, you know, there was the 
Crane had been on and Crane was like, no, you know, Jed's got the money. Like he just has to spend it. Tom went into a little bit more depth explaining the cash that wasn't spent the year before was available to them this off season. Well, obviously we're going in looking to, to make a playoff spot. Um, I think uh, the difficulty in that is there's a lot of good teams in the national league. So maybe our best answer is to try to win our division uh, because I, I, you know, if you look at what's happening in the NL East, there's some teams that are really built built for speed right now. Teams that are really on top, you know, a couple hundred win wild card type teams maybe out there. But, um, but really, you know, for us, uh, you know, we've we've really solidified. We've improved our offense. We've really I mean, we've got excellent defense. We have a lot of pitching depth, like uh, like we probably have never had here in terms of starting pitchers that we can use. And every day we're just going to give Rossi as many as many pieces and parts as as we can. Let him and Andy Green and the analytics staff put together the the best lineup for the day, and um, hopefully we get off to a pretty solid start. And you know, try to stay at the top of our division all year. If uh, things are going well in July, look to look to add a player or two to keep us on top. And I'm looking forward to getting back to the playoffs. That's that's the goal. Stated goal from the owners. Stated goal. There it is. Said it. Got to say it. He did say it, and that's what you ask for. And you can hold them to it. I also found it interesting when he talked about his role or lack thereof when it comes to decisions on even the highest price free agents they sign. Well, yeah, I, I talk to Jed pretty much every day, so I always have a pretty good feel for where um, where he and and the baseball guys are at on a on a particular player or a particular decision. Um, with respect to direct contact with players, I'm always available. Um, you know, sometimes it's uh, there have been times where I'll go out to dinner with a potential free agent, uh, but. Uh, but this time, I mean, I didn't, I didn't meet Dansby until after we signed him. Um, so uh, you just try to be available and supportive. And if they think it's helpful to get on a plane to go see a guy, I've done that in the past. If, if they don't think it's necessary or if the process is moving too quickly for, for that kind of meeting, then, then I just stay back and let Jed know how I can help. So steak, dinner, boom, if you need it. I, I wonder how free agents feel about that. Like, do they need to meet with the owner? It, it seems like in Dansby's case, he didn't because he already had, like, he's got the Carter Hawkins tie. And and I think if you're convinced that, that there are healthy professional relationships in the building that with with the person with whom you're negotiating should be representative of the ownership. Huh? It just that's how it should work. It shouldn't be like, hey, our, our owner kind of sucks, but I'm going to give you this money. That maybe there's just that is that is reading the room and and having a little bit of trust there. And I I would never begrudge a player to say, hey, you know, if before I sign this deal, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to get on the phone with the guy who signs your check. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but maybe there, like you say, I think it depends on the player. I think it depends on the relationship that player has with with the organization, the people with whom the discussions are all being held. It's probably a good sign if Dansby Swanson felt confident enough to do this without having to get the, the reassurances from ownership because usually that's a sign that maybe you're you're not quite sure about what you've been promised by, from somebody else. I mean, it's kind of significant that the, the owner of the Cubs is looking at 2023 as a playoff season. That, that, that definitely applies some pressure which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. 
to apply some pressure. They were, I'm not sure what to take of the way I, momentum doesn't carry over into a season. Like that's ridiculous, but I'm not sure what to do with how Rossi was able to get them playing better ball for the last 70 games of the season last year. I don't know if it means anything. Like it's, it was great though. Like you saw some of the energy kind of pop back into Wrigley Field. Can they can they put that in a bottle and bring it out here for the 2023 season? I don't know. No. Probably g- not. Generally, you can't. When we come back, we've got a lot to discuss with Jim Suhan of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, the always informed, always opinionated columnist and radio host. He's got thoughts on the Carlos Correa situation, on his relationship with new Bears president Kevin Warren, and what's going on with the Vikings and the former Bears coach that is their embattled defensive coordinator. All of that and more next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 